thank you for joining us today on Live from the Bay with Joey. Everyone, happy 2021. This marks nine years that we have been on Blog Talk Radio. A few of those years, we continued to air past shows, but we were no longer producing. We're starting again, not sure how many shows we will do this round. With all the time we were off the air, we're still on season six here. Anyway, listen today, my people, we have on live. Um, very funny and lovely and talented L.A. Hollywood actress, Elaine Ballas. Um, what you may not know about her is the following. A few years ago, as a child and a young person, I know she's thanking me for that, she was a champion ice skater. And from there, she gently shifted her focus to acting, her acting career in Hollywood. In the 70s, she was on a few episodes of General Hospital, as well as portraying Juan Epstein's girlfriend on Welcome Back, Carter. Elaine has appeared in a few of Mel Brooks' movies. You may know them. Spaceballs, Life Stinks, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Over the past year, she has starred in a few movies, a couple that you can watch today on Amazon Prime, such as a recent comedy release of Love Without Hairs, in which she has a starring role and plays an older local prostitute. She shares a screen with Anthony Gaeta, who plays one of her clients. She also appeared this year on Free Lunch Express, which is a parody about Bernie Sanders. How about that? And she portrayed Bernie's wife, Jane. And that has been released on Google Play, Apple Tunes, and Amazon Prime. So anyway, without stalling anymore, please welcome... To live from the Bay with Joey Elaine Ballas. Hi, Elaine. How are you? Are you there? Well, maybe not. Okay, let's try this one more time. Elaine Ballas, are you there with us? I'm here. Can you hear me? Hi. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you? Um, I'm not hearing you that well, so maybe. I'm hoping that you don't have anything on in the background. Sorry to say that, but anyway, I'm I'm hearing um, some other stuff. So, listen, uh, let's get started really quick here. I want you to tell me a little bit about your illustrious career in Hollywood. So we understand that you were a child skater, and then you kind of shifted and moved to Hollywood. How did that start for you? Well, actually. Um... I did start off as a professional skater at age eight when there was a big difference in those days between amateur and pro. So if you did anything where you received any money, um, you were a pro and you couldn't compete or do any of the amateur things which they had in the day. Now Mm -hmm. skating has evolved to the point that they make money for competing (laughs) and, um, so it's very, very different. But uh, I was eight when I started off doing skating commercials and then regular commercials. And um, I loved both, but I don't know. I just always loved skating, and especially at that age. And it seems so much harder and more special 
although learning lines and, you know, playing on a set were terrific. I just, I just loved skating. And, um, as time went on, I just evolved into mixing them both. And then eventually you realize that, you know, maybe it's time to not do it anymore. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I did teach skating for a while. And then, um, I just, I had to act and I put the same amount of energy and, and time into acting as I did skating and learning, you know, all I could as far as acting and then just went into acting alone. So, um, I did both for a long time, but I, you know, I think the discipline from skating carried over into acting and I just love acting. And I work that's as awesome. hard at acting as I ever did at skating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is very evident. Um, what is it that you most like about acting and comedy? I've seen you in some comedy things as well. So, what is it that you most like about those? I love to make people laugh. I think that's mm-hmm. like one of the biggest joys. And in the times that we're living in, I think laughter is so important because it's a release. And mm-hmm. um, it's just wonderful. When you can hear mm-hmm. laughter coming back to you, that's the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's kind of, I kind of tie it in with skating because I knew I was also in the Guinness sports record book for most revolutions per second in the spin. And I knew my spins were really good. And I knew in skating how to do a program and where to get the applause or how to get the most applause. And I think in acting, if you can honestly make people laugh, where it's not a forced laugh, but they're actually laughing, right, then right, I right. think that's the greatest thing in the world. Awesome. awesome. And that's what I aspire to do. Right. So now, with what you've done and accomplished, what, of course, there's still going to be projects that you'd like to see yourself doing. So that said, what would you like to see yourself more of as far as enacting what type well, of roles? I also have a web um, comedy comedy mm-hmm. is my forte I believe and mm-hmm. um, I enjoy comedy more uh, than anything and mm-hmm. like I said if you can make people laugh mm-hmm. and you can have a good time doing what you're doing that's mm-hmm. the most important thing um, I have a web series uh, Campy Lane and also the Misadventures of Campy Lane and I love that character because she's really kind of out there and somewhat mm-hmm. clueless and doesn't mm-hmm. even know when things aren't the best and she just keeps trying which mm-hmm. I aspire in life <laughs> but I think <laughs> she does it better um, mm-hmm. and she uh, I think it's a character that everyone can relate to mm-hmm. and Ultimately, I would love to just continue on with that series and then employ all my friends. Oh, that's (laughs) that's really nice. That would be, yeah, no, um, I would love that because there's nothing greater than working with a great cast and your friends. And I learned that so much when I was doing um, the series, which we did season four this last summer, even during COVID of um, the rich and the ruthless. And that's a huge cast and everybody, I mean, from day one on the show, 
everybody just loved everybody. And everyone got along, and we were really one big happy family. And I realized how much fun and how enjoyable that is to be with a cast that you just always want to be with. I mean, some days people would just show up and they'd go, you're working today? No, no, no. I just thought I'd come and hang out, you know, with, you know, oh, okay, you know, and that's, that was the best. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. this last season that we did, we weren't able to do it because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So that was very disheartening. But um, when we worked and we all were there together, it was so hard not to be able to hug someone. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I could imagine. Because you just love everybody. Yeah. 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 Well, I can tell you as a friend of yours, too, as well, and I can attest to how funny you are just in life, you know, and you're every day. It seems like you have an adventure every single day of your life. So I don't see yourself far from that character. I don't think you're clueless, but I definitely see yourself as a very, <laughs> Sometimes I, I, see yourself, you know, I see yourself as a very funny, funny person. So like, okay. So now I, I want you to think um, and, and, and really think this through because I, I want you to choose two words to describe yourself best. Okay. Well, I did this test on um, Facebook. You know, they have those games and who are you and what are you and what's the best. So uh, the two words would have to be ice cream. That's what it came up on Facebook. You ice know? cream. Come on. <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, seriously. Uh, why maybe don't you? ice cream Sunday. Can we like put no, ice cream as no. one word and Sunday is another? No, no that would food. Be great. Like no hot food. fudge. So hot. No. 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 Oh, no. Food. Two yeah. words that I describe. Love food. Just, I know you do, but to, that describe your character, your personality, your traits. You know, two words. Two words. Let's see. Mm, well, I think kindness and caring. That's good. That's Uh-oh, good. You want to elaborate a little bit on that? <laughs> Why? You want to? Um, would well, you like to elaborate a little bit on that? <laughs> this is not good. If you're if you're uh, okay. dead silent, I guess I didn't need home. Um, kindness because I really do think that I'm kind and I try to extend myself as much as possible to others. Mm-hmm. So that would be the caring part. But mm-hmm. I think kindness is the most important thing because mm-hmm. I think especially now. Um, mm-hmm. Times are so tough and everyone's so on edge that a mm-hmm. little bit of kindness can go a long way. Absolutely. And I think, I think that caring is very important because I know, especially in Hollywood, everyone thinks, oh, all they do is care about themselves. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's really true. I think you, you do care about yourself. But I think there's really even a family, just a Hollywood family, that if you're an actor or in the business, I think people genuinely care about one another, even if they're just, for example, um, the Hollywood Museum. Uh, The Hollywood Museum has a group of people who were there almost at every event. And Mm -hmm. through that, we all became a family, and we all genuinely cared about one another. and. Mm -hmm. I really miss the people from the Hollywood Museum. I miss the exhibits. I even, 
you know, I mean, the exhibits were fun, and there were so many different types of exhibits at the Hollywood mm-hmm. Museum. There were the mm-hmm. big exhibits. There were the uh, lobby series. There were the book signing series. There were a lot. And not only do I miss the people who attended, like the actors who attended all the time, but the press people and the people who worked at the museum and mm-hmm. the people who helped put everything on, even the catering. See, back to mm-hmm. food. <laughs> Food, and I must say, they have the best guacamole. <laughs> yeah. Everything we look, I, everything revolves around food. <laughs> I know. I remember, and thanks to you, I, I felt sad that I wasn't able to attend one of those events. But I remember talking to you about one event, and I said, well, what else did you love about it? And you said, the guacamole. And I'm like, what? I and you're know, like, the, the guacamole was out of this world. And I'm like, okay. Um, you know, um, but but you definitely had a great time and just wonderful people that are all associated um, with that that group of people. So um, it just seems like if you're in the in the area down in Los Angeles and once this COVID, opens, yeah, when closed yeah, in Hollywood now, yeah, that would be a great place to just be able to be able to spend some time Um you know, so anyway, thanks for sharing that. You know, I also wanted to talk to you about. And I'll give a shout out. Wait, I just want to give a shout out to Danelle Danigan for um, buying the building and making that a home for everybody and for yeah. old Hollywood to preserve old Hollywood, the golden age or whatever. But um, all mm-hmm. the things of Hollywood that are so special. And so I think mm-hmm. she deserves a shout out. Absolutely. And that's really important because whereas in the industry, so many things are changing rather quickly and uh, things that were once the norm do not seem to be the norm anymore. Um, And there's a younger group of people coming in and some of them are, you know, they're not privy to all that information, what went on during those times. So it really does seem like such a special and great place uh, to be able to go and visit and be a part of. So anyway, thanks for sharing that. Um, and I you'll also have had a question. Come down. You'll have to come mm-hmm. down and come to one of the exhibits once it opens, once it reopens. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be my pleasure. Um, so tell me a little bit about, you were in a, recently you were part of a web series, right? And apparently this got the highest Rate, rate, rating on an internet-based web series um, on YouTube, and it was called and and I saw it, dared my friend to ruin my life, and um, yeah, I dared my best friend to ruin my life. Mhm, mhm. Tell me a little bit and about it. It was well, it was so much fun. That was one of it was so interesting that. Um, I didn't quite understand the concept because the producer, the writer, producer, director um, was young and knew all about um, the internet and things that they wanted to do. And it was based on a book. I dared my best friend to ruin my life. And uh, I didn't quite understand what they were saying. And they kept asking me to do all these things online. And I kept saying, 
but I'm technically challenged. <laughs> and so um, it was perfect for the character I played because when I went in, it was like, excuse me, please still see me. I know I'm a little late. And mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, broke him down and said, you have to use me. You have to use me. Well, I'll just show up, you know. And um, it was so much fun, but it's so scary, really, how the internet, and I still don't understand all the workings of it, but how the internet can really, what it can do to people or to people's lives. And it was quite an eye opener, I guess, for me. And it really was one of the, it was the highest rated series that was on YouTube. And Mm. I don't know, I hope they continue with it. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope they do like a season two or something. (laughs) What happens, you know? There was kind of a cliffhanger ending. Yeah, your character was hysterical. Um, Kind of reminded me a little bit of, kind of reminded me a little bit of, for those that remember Bewitched, a little bit of Mrs. Kravitz from across the street um, on on the show Bewitched, but a modern day. Just, you know, just your, well, people have to watch it. And then you were also involved in a, if I'm not mistaken, were you not involved in a music video, you and your dog Oreo? Oh, yes. It's Blame My Youth. And this is great because they always say never work with children or animals, <laughs> but, um, and he's both my child and my animal. Um, but he, uh, I, they said, oh yeah, that'll be perfect. And they like did all the work and stuff beforehand. And they said, oh, he'll be great. He'll be great. Well, he was barking at everybody and that's what they wanted. They really wanted him barking and everything. Well, the time they got to his part, he had, one second, excuse me. So let's clarify something. Who was barking? Your dog or the person that? Or me? That, uh, no. <laughs> no, my dog or was the, barking. Oh, my okay. dog was Oreo. barking. So, so everybody, you have to understand that she has a dog who's black and white, colored, right? And he looks kind of right. like an Oreo cookie. So maybe that's why. Um, and he's he's a character, and so um, truly a little character. So go ahead. I'm sorry with your story. I call him my biracial baby because he has a black face and a white body. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So he's biracial. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he was barking at the director and the DP, the you know director of photography, and even at the star. And they loved it. They thought that was perfect. He was so cute. This will be great. Well, then they kept coming in to you know be with him and and like pet him and everything. And then he bonded with the director. So when the director wanted him to bark, he just looked at him and smiled. <laughs> oh, that's they go, funny. The director goes, oh, that's okay. You know, and it's oh, like, it was so funny. And I'm going, Oreo, now bark. And he, he, just, oh, like, he just wanted to give them kisses. You know, it was oh. so funny. So he loved it. And it's called Blame My Youth. So they can watch that video on YouTube. It's got over 3.5 million hits. So he's that's, a superstar, awesome. not just a star. Yeah. yeah. He's not just a well, star. He's a superstar. And then um, the other video I did, uh, Listen Up, Clay J. And that was just me, though. And it was so fun because you know what a great singer I am. Um, not. Oh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
But anyway, um, I got to rap, and they go, no, you really have to do it. And as you know, I have difficulties in phrasing, and so finally the the um, cameraman, he goes, I'll just follow me. So I did in this in this one part. All the hard parts I got, the easy part I couldn't quite get, but rapping is a lot harder than I thought. I didn't realize how difficult it really was. There's a rhythm and a beat, and then if you – like get caught up, it just messes you up totally. Yeah, well, it was it was uh, quite a joy to watch you rap. I was like, wow, you know. Um, <laughs> but but you know, I mean, definitely people can, you know, they can just go on the internet and and um, and they can Google you and out comes all this stuff and projects that you've done and people that you've been around and. Um, you know, well, hung out it's with. Really and, and, and cool. It's, it's really cool because right now, um, Love Without Hairs uh, is on Amazon Prime. And right. that was, it was really, really great um, because we did that. I don't recommend doing that, though, in the summertime. It was like 112, 113 when we were shooting. And it was so hard on the set. Turned out great. And it's really a fun movie that I highly recommend. If you don't have Amazon Prime, it's worth the three ninety nine to rent, you know. And mm-hmm. I think you'll get, you'll enjoy it. And I got to play, like, you know, this crazy character, which was not far from my life. No. Um, and I got to wear different wigs, which was fun. And so that was really great. And then on the flip side, I got to play Jane Sanders and um, in Free Lunch Express, you know, which was a parody about Bernie Sanders. And that's on iTunes and I think all the other platforms right. that you had mentioned. Okay, mentioned yeah. And so they can rent that or buy it or do whatever. If they have iTunes, I guess they can watch it. So um, they're like totally different characters, you know, um, Jane Sanders. uh, It was fun watching what they did with early Bernie's. And um, so that was really, that was different and it was really fun. And Oreo got to come on location with me. So that was the best part. We there you shot go. some of he the scenes on that. location. So, oh yeah, yeah. So I, he's I'm a real sure pro. Yeah, he most certainly he did. Has. He had a good time. I know, um, and he's a little prima donna. He's the only dog I know that eats steak and chicken and probably salmon. Right? Does he eat salmon, caviar too? Turkey? <laughs> no, I don't like caviar. Yeah. Well, listen. I want to talk to you about something that's close to your heart. And, you know, we've got a few minutes left here. We have to, we've got probably about seven, eight minutes here. And I want to wrap this up because, you know, you recently wrote a book, how to write a book and camp Elaine style with Oreo. Um, And it's really an interesting concept. You want to tell people about it. Also let them know why you wrote, you came up with this idea. And then, um, if they want to get a copy of this, how think they can get in touch with you and get an autograph copy. All right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we'll start with was an idea of how to write a book campy lean style. And I feel in life, everybody needs a cheerleader. And I felt I was a great cheerleader in life. And um, so anyway, I wrote this book and there were, 
we never got it out there. We we tried to do a video with it and everything, and it was just going to be a gag gift. Well, then COVID hit, and I realized more than ever, with the way history was being changed and all the unrest, the civil unrest and everything, that this book was more important to me than anything because I really felt that people needed to write his or her own story. And if it were in his or her own handwriting, the historians couldn't change it. And yes, Mm -hmm. it's going to be different for each person, but it's his or her story. And Mm -hmm. I'm just the cheerleader guiding them on to write it. And with all that's going on between the pandemic, the civil unrest, the civil war Mm -hmm. practically that broke out yesterday, I mean, it's something that I feel is really important for each person to notate and leave for legacies to come because you don't know what the historians are going to say. You don't know how it's going to be changed. Mm -hmm. And you have a book for someone to read in 50, a hundred years, who knows? I mean, you, you know, it's to pass on. Right. Now let me, let me experiences. Yeah. Let me just clarify something because you mentioned something here. And for those listeners that are going to hear this show, a little bit later, when you mentioned there was uh, a big fiasco in Washington, et cetera, yesterday. So today is January 7th that we're actually taping this, 2021. So if people want to know or remind themselves of what happened at the Capitol building, then they can, uh, they can do that. But I just wanted to clarify that. Um, also, I want to touch on something. Um, it is very important for people to write their own stories. And you mentioned this. And, you know, folks, I don't know if you really understand the importance of this, but even in my own life this week, I was dealing with some family, which not surprising. But anyway, and nonetheless, um, and, and with that, somebody had a question about something that occurred and that they heard of. Well, their understanding of what had happened a hundred million years ago was not exactly correct. And so, but there is no documentation, right? Without that documentation somehow, um, it's all lost. And then people start changing things. Well, I heard this, or well, I heard that, or this is what, you know, happened to so-and-so when in actuality, it may be far from the truth. So it really is important to have your own story and really time with all of us having so much time on our hands what a great time to be able to do that now um and so you know i've got my own little autograph copy and again elaine will give you your own autograph copy and then you yourself can write in this lovely little book uh, your own story and and it is like having a little cheerleader there and I'm sure if you run into any snags or whatever, if you reached out to Elaine, she would be more than happy to write you back. But, um, and she talks about that. Um, even in chapter three, she says, if you need me, just call or text. But right. this is a good, this is really, folks, this is really a good um, way that you can write your story um, down. So your children and their children and their children 
um, really have it, and especially during this time, right? Because we've never seen uh, time in our country in the United States, um, the unrest and what's gone on. We've never seen this. And we've never seen an epidemic in our, in our lifetime, really, uh, that has affected so many people. Um, of course, the AIDS epidemic hit many you know, years ago, but that was a bit different. This is a bit different. Influenza is a bit different. Um, and so people are at home a lot. <clears throat> they have a lot of free time. This is a great time to be able to get a book like this, not only for yourself, but you can also gift it, give it to a friend, uh, give it to a family member, whomever you like. Um, If they want to gift it for somebody, all they have Mm -hmm. to do um, when they contact me and order it, um, they just have to put the name of the person they want it gifted to, and um, they'll still get an autograph. Okay. The autograph is free. They have to buy the book. <laughs> okay. So there you go. And folks, or maybe you know, they're buying the autograph and getting the book free. I don't know. Well, the yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, basically, because, listen, when you go to these autograph signing things <clears throat> where you have celebrities, people from yesterday that were in films and television, et cetera, even to just get <clears throat> an autograph copy, many times those are 25 to $50. So, you know, think about that. Exactly. So, um, but anyway, in closing here, I want you to let people know how they can get a hold of you. Okay, um, just call or text. <laughs> um, they can reach me. I have a website at Elaine Ballas, E L A I N E B as in boy, A double L A C E dot com. And they can order through there. They can reach me on Facebook at Elaine Ballas. They could reach me on Twitter at Elaine Ballas. And they can reach me on Instagram at Elaine Ballas. And um, so I'm pretty easy to find and reach. And if they want it, they can just contact me. And if they want to gift it, um, all they have to do is let me know to whom they are gifting it. And I'll autograph it to that person. So, that is, um, awesome. yeah, it's great. Yeah. So there, so again, there are lots of ways to find me. Okay. So is there a quick way for them to find you? The quickest way, honestly, I they could go to my Facebook or I think Facebook or Twitter, but because I'm definitely on those every day. Um, my website, they could go to my website and they can go to Instagram. So any of those would work. Facebook is probably the best. They can always send me a message or something. And I usually pick it up by evening. So that's really easy. They have no excuses. No excuse. Well, listen, I, I just want to thank you, Elaine, um, for joining us. Today on Live from the Bay with Joey. I want to thank you, and I want to tell all your listeners that Uh you are, without a doubt, one of the greatest singers I have ever heard. You are my new favorite, and I Uh, call you an incarnate of Elvis. So (laughs) there you go. Well, thank you so much. They have to listen to you sing, so they'll Mm. have to go to your Facebook page, too. Yeah. Well, thank you, and that's very sweet. And so, again, folks, get Elaine's book, make sure you watch 
her films, right, um, and her videos. And you can do this online. Everything's live streaming. Now, you can do this without any problems. If you have Amazon Prime, you can go to these platforms and view these shows for free because it's part of your membership, right? So you can view that for free. So again, people, I just want to thank you for joining us today on Live from the Bay with Joey. Blessings to you. You can always reach me here, follow me, or my Facebook page, Artist Page under Joey. We're going to have all this information on the show page for you. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. You can send me an email to livewithjoey at hotmail.com. All links will be below. Until the next time, stay safe, COVID-free. Many blessings to you and yours. Happy 2021. Thank you for joining us today on Live from the Bay with Joey. 